Well, hey everyone, thanks for checking out this message from Journey Church. These resources are so awesome to have when you're out in nature like we are and you gotta go be outside on these nice days. However, we want you to know that there is nothing better than true fellowship with believers and live worship with your fellow Christians. So be sure to use this message only in conjunction with getting fed in a community of believers. Hey, we also want you to get connected with us, so be sure to text the word CONNECT to 307-271-9160 so that you can stay in the loop with everything happening at Journey Church and get notifications about upcoming events. Hey, we pray that this message encourages you and inspires you as you continue this life on your walk with Jesus. Well, good morning, Journey Church. How are you? Good. Good to see you guys. Hey, um, I was going to say in my introduction that we were doing something a little different today, but as you can see, it's a lot different today, uh, and it's in a good way because what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be digging into what the Bible has to say about missions and what that means to advance the gospel of Jesus Christ and how Journey Church is actually being a part of the Great Commission. And today, uh, I'm a little biased, but I think we have some of Journey's finest uh, up here with us today. We have Allie Bird, who leads up Street Sweep Ministries. Uh, it's a local ministry here in Gillette. We have Mr. Joe Moorkirky, who is the Northeast Regional Rep for Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And then we also have Rob, Janelle, and Talon File to share with us about uh, host orphans worldwide and what that looks like. But before we get to that portion of discussing with these folks what, uh, what the missions team is actually doing at Journey, grab your Bibles if you have them and open them up to Acts chapter 1, verse 8. We're going to camp out there for just a little bit this morning, but what we're going to be looking at is how this portion of Scripture gives us an excellent outline for what, Journey, for what we at Journey want to accomplish with missions and then getting the gospel out to all nations. So in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, Jesus says these words. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, before they even went out to tell the gospel to anyone, the first thing that they had to have happen was this little phrase here, to receive power. They had to receive power from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit, what it's saying there is on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was going to meet them in the upper room and descend upon them and fill them with the power so that they could move on and fulfill the mission of the Great Commission. And then after that, what happens? Well, Jesus says this. He says, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will be my witnesses. He says, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So, Rob, I was thinking about this earlier as I was uh, getting this sermon ready, but isn't this what missions is all about right here? Just being filled with the Spirit and then going out and witnessing for Jesus Christ. Getting that message out, that's, that's it right there. We are to be Christ's witnesses it is our job of the church today to be the witness for Jesus Christ to the world, right? We don't want to just sit on the sidelines and watch all of this unfold, 
right? That's not what we're called to do. We have to roll up our sleeves and we have to go to work and get busy for the mission of Jesus Christ, not busy on our own mission, but busy for Jesus, right? Jesus said right there, he's talking to these folks, but he's talking to us today and he says, you will be my witnesses, And once they are filled, it says, then they're going to go out to Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So what does that mean for us today in Gillette, Wyoming in 2023? It's sometimes hard for us to uh, go to Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria to spread this message. But what this is saying to us today is kind of this model that you see on the screen. Jerusalem, in a sense, was the case of their hometown or their neighbors, if you will. And then you see it spreading to Judea, which would be the rest of their state. And then to Samaria, which would be the nation itself. And then to the ends of the earth, which is pretty self-explanatory on that part. You know, one of the things when when I think about this is, is I like to think about being in the mountains. And everyone in Wyoming said, ah, the mountains, right? Everyone's excited to get rid of the snow and go up and enjoy God's creation. But I like to think that I'm up in the mountains and and maybe we just hiked up to Mirror Lake. And you're standing at Mirror Lake and it's just as clear as could be. And and I don't know about you, but I I like to look down and grab the smoothest rock, the flattest rock that I can find. And give that thing a skip across the water. And I only, I'm only good for about two or three skips. But once it goes on top of the water, you see that thing just hit. It goes pop one, pop two, pop three. And then each time that stone hits the surface of the water, it creates this ripple effect that just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And likewise, we are to be like that rock, like that stone, making an impact of these uh, ever-widening series of circles for the kingdom of God. And today, like I said at the beginning, we have people up here who are taking the gospel to all regions and to the ends of the earth. And they're here to share with us and share with you about what's happening in the missions field, what Journey is doing for missions work, and how they are impacting lives around the globe for Jesus Christ, and how you can be a part of that as well. So to kick off today, would you welcome our Journey Missions Deacon, Mr. Rob File. Hey, good morning, Journey Church. I'll try to keep the microphone up a little higher because I was told during the first service I wasn't being heard well. So, hey, I'm just humbled and I'm proud to be able to represent Journey Church and everything that we're doing in the missions department. Uh, Within the last year, we've actually been able to kick off partnership between Journey Church and a lot of wonderful ministries. Allie here with Street Sweep Ministries. We've got Joe McCurkey with uh, FCA. We've got Talon and Janelle with Host Orphans Worldwide, but we've also sponsored CMA. Uh, We've had, I think we had five individuals that we sponsored right before Christmas, some single moms that were having a hard time, and boy, I can't can't think of what else we've done, but it's, it's been a wonderful, wonderful honor to be able to get out there and be the hands and feet of Christ and to be a shining light and start, start moving and doing things with the resources. Awesome. Rob, that's, that's something we want to be a part of. We don't want to just be a church who sits and does nothing. That's not a church. No. Uh, that's not a biblical definition of a church. And so what are ways that, that Journey Gillette people can get involved with missions today? 
Well, Journey can always get involved. Prayer is the number one thing that every one of these ministries needs more than ever. Uh, prayer can move move mountains. It can it can work its way in extraordinary ways that we can't ever imagine. I mean, it, it's unlimiting God in what He wants to do through us as a shining example. But you know, funding is always a major major part of that too. And uh, you know, I can say for myself that the pastors that we have at this church are just incredible. Many of them have self-sacrificed, giving into the same missions departments that uh, the rest of the church is active in today. Well, Rob, thanks for that that overview of what we're doing. Uh, we're gonna, like you said, we're gonna introduce these people and and just let them share their hearts about what God has placed upon their lives as far as a calling. Uh, so to kick that off, we have Miss Allie Bird with uh, Street Sweet Ministries. Would you welcome her this morning, church? And she's not nervous at all, she said. No, not at all. <laughs> um, I am Allie. For those of you that don't know me, I'm the founder of the Street Sweep Ministries here in Gillette that has recently kicked off as a nonprofit. Um, Isaiah 58.7 is what my ministry is based off. Share your food with the hungry and give shelter to the homeless. Give clothes to those who need them and do not hide from your relatives in a time of need. And I took even if some of our relatives are difficult to deal you with, don't hide from you don't them. hide from you them. Help them. Okay, I, I better, them, I, better cir- I better circle that part. You better no, circle. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was told about this about a weekish ago, and Pastor Stephen every single day kindly and gently remind me to get something wrote up, and I did this morning in my prayer time. So I'm just going to kind of read it and let it sit on the table this time because the first ter- service I was turned it into a hot mess. So <laughs> um, I've been doing this underground for about two years now. At the beginning of this year, I was blessed with a nonprofit. I, I am not fully out from the underground space as it's hard for me to get there. I'm not used to spotlights, and quite honestly, I don't enjoy them at all. As I was in prayer one morning, I could hear God speak over me, show the people who I am through you. It's not about you, Allie. It's about me. And that was when I knew the next move I needed to make. I'm a private person, and I know the word tells me not to let my left hand know what my right hand is doing in Matthew 6, 3. But I do know it's okay to allow Jesus to shine through me. His light is allowed in the, or his light is his, will shine in the darkness, John 1, 5. I come from a past of abandonment, abuse, and addiction, as many, and many other hurts that piled up quickly. In 2020, I was traveling back from Washington State because a dear friend of mine had passed away. On my way here, five more passed. 2020 was a hard year for me with death and darkness that surrounded my life. My heart didn't feel like it could take it anymore. And then my husband passed away August of 2020. That was when I decided I didn't want to live anymore. I was wiped out, I was hopeless, and even more hopeless than I have been, and I was headed to the mountains. September 21st of 2020, Jesus stepped in and rescued me from my darkness and freed me. My rescue story is Jesus' agape love. I got woke up one night from a peaceful sleep to the words, you will, be, you will help prisoners. So anybody that knows me, I boldly got up and filled two storage sheds full of things because I was going into the prison and I was going to save these people. I, as I did help many people, that wasn't what Jesus meant. He had a bigger plan and a bigger picture. He was using my brokenness to help build his kingdom, and I was to set captives free. So fast forward to now because of the lack of time. 
here I am two and a half years later and I have my own ministry where I am helping chains break, the grounds shake, and dry bones come alive. By the grace of God, I was rescued and chosen for the front line of his battlefield to rise to rise others out of their trenches, to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, and give money to the poor. And I do get to work with prisoners, as I was blessed to come alongside Jeannie Miller at Second Chance Ministries. Every single day, I get to sit with the messy and love them right where they are at, sitting in the trenches, sitting in the mud and muck, and simply loving them as Jesus first loved me. It's not that I was needed to, I get to, and that's the blessing behind it. On a normal day, I think I'm going to be getting up and go mentor and love on people. And by the end of each day, I am transformed by his word and do so much more. Some days I'm gifting vehicles to somebody. Some days I'm buying a single mama all the things they need for her baby. Some days I'm helping single dads stock up their cupboards and getting the things they need for their children. Some days I'm filling a home with food, filling a car with gas, keeping electric on in homes. And some days I'm just sitting on the streets with the homeless, sitting in the ER with the sick, and sitting with the addict that doesn't know how to catch their breath. Some days I am, I am reminding a person they are loved and wanted as they are contemplating that last breath because they don't want to live anymore. Some days I'm sitting inside of the jail loving on ladies that are scared and feeling hopeless and worthless, sharing God's word with them and working a 12-step program. And some days my office never is empty because others are in there that just need to be loved simply like Jesus loves me. They need their feet washed, and I will wash their feet every single day. What God asks of me is what I do. If I know he is asking me to move, I move. If I know he's saying stay still, I am stay still. Every day I walk as close as I can to the, in my father's footprints so he is honored and his glory is shown on the streets and it's making a difference. Building others up, not breaking them down. Addicts are some of the most precious people you will ever meet if you give them a chance. We are all broken and we are all in need of a savior. Those criminals that you look down on, they are some of the best people you will ever meet. We need to quit judging and condemning each other and start loving each other. If there's one thing that I can leave with here today is love always wins. So get out there and love others the way Jesus loves you. Offer the grace that was offered to you and the world will be different. Thanks, Sally. That's awesome. Obviously, Street Sweep Ministries is fulfilling a huge part of the missions work that we see uh, happening around town. But I was walking past your booth and I saw these awesome bags. And selfishly, I grabbed one for myself because there's a bag of Cheez-Its in here. But what else is in here <laughs> that is, uh, <laughs> that's beneficial and not just uh, fulfilling for you know, my stomach? There is hygiene products. There's snacks. Um, the most important thing inside that bag is the Bible. Um, my goal is for everybody to have a chance to, to grow in the Word of God and let it transform you from the inside out. Um, there's, I do gas cards. I do Cheez-Its. I <laughs> do Walmart gift cards. Um, there's just different things. There's a brochure that has all the churches in the area. There's brochures for every recovery meeting in the area. And, of course, there's my testimony and Second Chance Ministries information in there as well. That's awesome. There's a lot of, a lot of good things in there. I saw you did have some other bags out there also. What, what are the, the other bags in contrast to these ones? The other bags are just Bible bags, so there's no food and hygiene in them. It's just a Bible with my um, testimony and then just the brochures of information. 
That's awesome. Allie, thank you so much for, for all of this. We, we want to be a part of what you're doing uh, here in our community. How uh, can we help you meet those needs? And what is next also for Street Sweep Ministries? Um, first and foremost, it's prayer. I'm on the battlefields every single day, and the enemy attacks me every single day. So prayer is the most needed thing for me. Um, obviously, my pockets can't provide what the streets need at all times. Um, so financially, that a donation or anything that goes into these bags, if there's anything that you just want to go out and buy and bring in, gift cards, um, the hygiene products, the snacks, anything like that. Um, what's next for me is I want to get a drop-in center going so the people on the streets have somewhere to come and eat every night. If they want to take a shower, they can take a shower. If they simply want to sleep, they can sleep. There will be Bible studies offered. Um, I'm currently working on getting buying my own house, and my garage will be that drop-in center for now until I can grow bigger. And my all-time goal is to get a recovery house in Gillette that they can come in addicts as long as they want to get clean and as long as they want to know Jesus Christ, they're going to be welcomed in the home. Praise God. Allie, thank yeah. you so much for sharing with us today. Mr. Joe Moorkirky is with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, which, um, like, I, like I said before, he is the regional representative. And so he's taking this message of the gospel into the public school systems, into the coaches and the athletes. Joe, thanks for uh, sharing with us today. Good morning, everyone. It's great to be here, and it's hard to sit down. Uh, I'm a coach, so I like to be up moving around, but <clears throat> I'll, I'll stay put. All right. I, I drilled that one to the I floor. I don't want you to so have to tackle me. Okay. <laughs> so, Joe, why don't you share with us? So I think about tackling Joe, and that would be probably the funniest thing I, I'd ever witnessed because it's like hitting a, a brick wall compared to me. So the Joe is, uh, like I said, he's representing for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And, and Joe, how is FCA fulfilling the mission statement of Acts 1-8? Well, I think, first of all, <clears throat> we are all on a mission. If, if you know Jesus as your Savior, you are called to be a witness and a mission, uh, on a mission for Jesus Christ. He's called me into this ministry. Uh, I, I am an athlete. I was an athlete. I've been a coach. So it's fitting for me to, to work with coaches and athletes. But what about you? Where, where has God put you? This isn't just, you know, it's not about just us. It's about each one of us going out uh, where God has put you and witnessing for him. So it's, hum it's humbling for me to do this ministry with, with the vision to see the world transformed by Jesus Christ through the influence of coaches and athletes. And the, the, the mission is to lead every coach and every athlete into a growing daily relationship with Jesus Christ. So that's, that's where, where I'm at. That's what I'm, I'm doing. And uh, every coach uh, in the junior high and the high schools in northeastern Wyoming has received a coach's Bible, a playbook for life. That's how I talk to them. This is the playbook for life. So that, that's, that's happened throughout from here to Upton to Hewlett, 
all the different uh, schools in northeastern Wyoming. That's awesome, Joe. I, I know you have the coach's Bible. I've also seen the, um, the Bible for the athletes out there. Uh, but one thing, when, when we step into these roles of ministry, you always have your family with you. There's no doubt about that, that uh, once you're called, it turns out your whole family gets called into it. Yeah, they, they are, and my wife uh, is very supportive. Uh, you know, we, we grew up, I grew up around athletics, and so did my wife. And, and uh, my kids were all involved in that. But one thing I want to say about athletics and sports, it was such a, it's so great of joy to worship here on a Sunday. And that's a priority for our family. And I, I, I'm calling, as I do this, coaches and athletes to go to church on Sunday. That's, that's part of FCA's mission. It says a growing relationship with Jesus and his church. So I, I want to encourage you, if you have a sport team, who's your favorite team? You like I like the Dallas Stars yeah, hockey. That's hockey, okay. Yeah. So we got we've got our, our sport teams. And I'm not a big professional I mean I I love the I mean I like the Green Bay Packers, but uh, you Can you mute that? Let's now? Cut let's cut that cut that out. But I want to encourage you, as much energy you put in for your team, or if you go watch the Camels or the Bolts, how much energy is going on in that, that gym or the wrestling venue, I want to encourage you to put that into worshiping God on a Sunday and throughout the rest of the week. I'm, I'm just, you know, I... I I just can't encourage that enough. I'll, I want to encourage you if, you, if you work out, if you work out, if you spend time in the gym or wherever, put equal amount of time reading your Bible and praying and worshiping the Lord. I, I just I encourage you to do that. Yeah, work Did I out. answer your question? You probably did family. somewhere in there, yeah. <laughs> Joe, you're also doing a not just... Um, uh, doing those kind of, of activities or just going into the schools like we were talking about, but you're doing such a wide variety of thing with this 307 impact. Why don't you tell us about the 307 so impact? So the, the, what's happening with FCA, not only in Gillette, at Twin, Spruce, Junior High, Sage Valley, Junior High, Thunder Basin, and Camel County, and also tomorrow morning I'll be at 7 a.m. at Pronghorn Elementary, for a huddle, all right, a morning huddle. So FCA uses the term huddle where we gather multi-sport athletes, and we don't just limit it to athletes. We invite all students to come attend our huddles. So all over, Wright, Hewlett, Upton, Newcastle, Sundance, and everything in between are huddles where students gather to hear the word of God. How do you compete for the Lord? How do you, how do you apply biblical principles to your sport? 
That's awesome. Yeah, I, I pulled up those all those huddles that you're doing right there. There's amazing things going on in the public school system as far as God moving because he is on the move inside of those uh, situations. Uh, we also have these pictures of these huddles, and, and Joe, you're getting mighty good at taking the selfie. It's something. I don't, I don't know how that happened. Something you were not good at I've, until I met you, and so I, I had to help him figure out what the selfie was, teach him how to turn his camera around, all that good stuff. And so uh, Joe has been doing so much with all of these guys and meeting with them. Uh, but another big thing that you guys do is this Fields of Faith event. Why don't you tell us about the Fields? That of was faith? held uh, in October. It's supposed to be on a on a field out on a field, but it was as that day approached, uh, the weather. Got, got tough. So we moved it inside to Moorcroft High School, and students from all over uh, northeastern Wyoming were bussed in. And those, those, those students, there are five high school students there, they did all the speaking. Well, he did, he did some speaking because he was part of the band. But <laughs> they, they, they ran the, the fields of faith, talked about the call to read your Bible. So it was, it was just a great evening. Uh, That's awesome. Joe, what is next for Fellowship of Christian Athletes? What are you looking to do to advance for God's kingdom? So we're always looking to cast vision. And I think the main thing is to stay, for me and the ministry, to stay behind God and not run out ahead of God. So as God puts these, uh, these huddles, these events the volunteers on my heart, doors open. And there hasn't been, a, there hasn't been one principal turn down the opportunity to have a huddle at their school. So that, I mean, it's, it's just, it's awesome how God is working and moving. And we talk about revival. This, this, this is revival. They're reviving in schools. Uh, I also have a, a We'll be starting at Gillette College. There'll be, you know, those sports beginning again. That's over 100 athletes, student athletes coming in to, from, from home, from their homes, uh, into uh, a new setting. So we're going to provide uh, huddle, Bible study, and things like that. Also meeting with the Mustang football team in town, the arena team. I've been to a few of their practices, talked with some of the athletes and the coaches. Uh, and we also have a power camp for grades 4 through 6th coming up this summer in July. So there'll be more information about that. I could go on and on, but I know you have another question. <laughs> I, I love hearing about everything that you're doing. Um, I talked to some people from First Service, and they said they, they had no idea that all these amazing things were going on as far as the missions field go. And so I'm, I'm very excited that we're uh, getting to hear about all these things. But, but Joe, what we need to know is what are your needs for FCA, and, and how can we, as the, as the body of believers, as the church, help you out? I, I guess the first thing, too, FCA is not just in northeastern Wyoming. It's all over the state. It's all over the United States, and it's international. Over many, many countries, uh, there are these FCA activities going on. Matter of fact, in Ukraine this last year, there were over 50 camps, sport camps, that took place during the wartime. So there, there, there's, there's outreach, much outreach. So the needs, number one, would be prayer, like has been said. I would ask you to pray 
for the school nearest where you live. Or pray for the school you attend or attended. Pray where your grandkids go to school. Pray for that school. Pray for those administrators, those teachers, those coaches, and those students that God will be filling those schools. He is. I see it every day. But we need more of that. Pray for the volunteers. I'm, there's 18 huddles. I, I get to as many as I can. But there are volunteers who are giving their time to lead Bible studies at these huddles. Also, a second area need is the finances for food, for travel, for Bibles, purchase Bibles, for camps, uh, to, for, for the students to attend. Thunder Basin alone, we provide 25 pizzas every Thursday and water for those 80 to 100 students that attend that huddle. And it goes on at Campbell County and all over uh, Sage and Twin. So there's, there's, there's need. You get to students' hearts by their stomach, right? They love food. That's how my wife I'm, got me was through my <laughs> stomach. Yeah. Uh, and I want to hire two interns. There's a lot of work out there. So I want to hire interns to facilitate uh, more presence of FCA. Third area is, is volunteer uh, to maybe deliver food to Thunder Basin from Little Caesars and set that library up. All that takes about two hours by the time you're done with the huddle or to provide a meal for, for the 25 fifth and sixth graders at Pronghorn or Twin, Sage, Camel County. We meet at lunch there tomorrow. So volunteers are needed for prayer and actually, you know, lead a Bible study. So please see me out there. If you're interested, God puts that on your heart, whether to obviously for prayer, finances, and maybe possibly listen to his call for you to be a volunteer. Joe, thanks a bunch for sharing your heart, for sharing what FCA is. Would you guys give him a round of applause as we invite Ms. Janelle File up? Hi, Janelle. Hello. You're not nervous, are you? Not too bad. Oh, that's good. <laughs> Why don't you tell us a little bit about Host Orphans Worldwide and how you guys are fulfilling that mission statement that we talked about in Acts 1-8. Okay. I'm just going to do a quick overview, and then I'm going to turn it over to my daughter because I have a little cold, as you can tell. That's a good excuse. Yeah. Good yeah. <laughs> um, host Orphan Orphans Worldwide is a Christ-centered nonprofit orphan hosting program. Um, we believe that God's people are uniquely and uniquely called and equipped to serve His purposes for orphan children. We seek to honor Christ and His Word in our efforts to serve children through orphan hosting. Our vision is to see orphans across the world placed in stable, loving Christian families. That's awesome. Now, just, just as a little bit, uh, for those of us who don't know, what is orphan hosting? Um, orphan hosting is often referred to as a reverse missions trip. We bring orphans from across the world into families during their school holidays. 
Um, it's like usually four weeks over Christmas or 10 weeks over the summer. Um, it gives them the opportunity to experience the culture of the United States. Um, and more importantly, it gives them the opportunity to be in a stable, loving family. That's awesome. And, and how, is, uh, how is Host Orphans Worldwide helping fulfill that? How are you guys helping uh, the hosting program? Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to have to turn it over. All right. <laughs> I get to take over that question. You got it, Talon. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Part of so, it. so we're we're talking about uh, orphan hosting and how that's the reverse missions, but also how um, how are you guys helping that happen? So we work with different in-country facilitators and different orphanage directors that help us like find kids that would do best in the families that are behaving and are most importantly available for adoption, and that's the end goal and. We are not an adoption organization. However, over 70% of our families do end up adopting or families around them that got to meet the kids. So it's really cool to witness. And um, throughout this time, it's like we go to these countries, we interview the kids, we get to talk to the kids, get to meet them a little bit. You got to experience that while we were on our last trip. And then it's like we get cards, we get the people. Families are able to apply to host this kid for this time frame and then after their application they get like background checks and then just make sure this is a safe home for the kid to go in and then it's like we get to bring the kids here and they get to spend the time there with the family and it's incredible that's awesome yeah i, I gotta go with you guys to the dominican republic and that was a, a life-changing thing for for me to experience uh, but you guys don't only do the Dominican Republic. Where where are you also helping out? We have we actually started in Ukraine, and since the war st broke out in Ukraine, we have been hosting, and all adoptions have been stopped since the war broke out a year ago. And right now, we are actually helping with the orphanages that got moved out to other countries throughout Italy, Romania, Poland, and we still are trying to help some of them still in Ukraine as well. That's great, because right now it's, it's honestly a terrible time, the worst time to shut down adoptions and hosting when they're going through that kind of trauma. That is when they could really use uh, some, some support. It really is, and now since the war broke out, it's like there's more orphans now than ever because a lot of the parents are getting killed in the war or they turn to alcohol and drugs and still lose custody of the kids. So it's, there's more orphans there, more orphans now than ever over there in Ukraine, and it's just horrible. My family ourselves, we are tr we were in the process of pursuing seven more kids, and that got stopped since the war broke out. But one of them, they aged out, so now my mom has to go pick her up tomorrow. So you mean gets to gets to? Yeah, She's that's right. Very <laughs> excited to. <laughs> no, she has to fly to Italy, and yeah, I have siblings right now in Italy and some in Poland as well, and it's just it's hard because they want to. They constantly keep asking, it's like, when do I get to come home? When do I get to come home? It's like, I don't know yet. <laughs> it's amazing they're already saying, when do I get to come home? Yeah. It's not, when do I get to come to Here, this place? Not to yeah. the United States. It's, when do I get to come home? When do you guys... Right now, they're getting asked. It's like, when do you guys get to come here and come see me again? It's like, when, are, when do I get to come home with you? And Yeah, so it's really hard over there with the war and everything that's going on, but... Um, since then, last year, we actually got contacted to start in the Dominican Republic as well. And we were contacted by this pastor in Indiana who 
their church, they fund an entire foundation down there in the Dominican Republic. And they wanted us to start hosting there. And this is the first time that we have been given the opportunity or any hosting organization has in the Dominican Republic. So if right now it's like our last trip that we just got back from on Sunday, (laughs) Um, we got to get meetings finalized and we are going to have our first official hosting session this summer in the Dominican Republic. Awesome. Those kids are going to be stoked to to have this opportunity. (laughs) Uh, What this has shown me, I guess, inside of this is that missions truly is about being the church without walls, that it's not about even a building, right? We don't come to church. Technically, we come to a building and we worship and encourage one another, but then we go back out and then we be the church. And so that's, that's been a great reminder of of everything that you guys are doing is being a part of the mission of getting the gospel message out to uh, to a lost and dying world. Yes, exactly. And that's what I really like about this foundation that we got to meet with and the people there at the foundation that work there. It is completely funded by a church in Indiana. They get they receive other donations, but this church in Indiana, it was God that cleared the way. It's not a government-run it's not a government-run institution, so they don't receive any money from the government. It's a private institution, so it's really God that's providing the funds through this church in Indiana and through the support of the community there that they get in the Dominican Republic. That's great. So that church is, is helping out, but there's still uh, more help that needs to be had. Oh, constantly. There's still so much left to do. And right now, the biggest need for host orphans worldwide is we need to find host families. We have 20 kids that we just got on our on our host list, and we need families to step up and bring these kids into their homes for a 10-week period over the summer. So we're hoping to bring them here July 1st, and it is super exciting. I'm so thrilled. And then... Um, recently, we actually just started a sponsorship program in the Dominican Republic as well. We had 53 kids that got added to our list, and during first service, I'm so happy, we only have 24 kids left to sponsor. That's awesome. Okay, and, and second service wants to. They all second told service me has got to, we got to yes, get to the last yes. 24, guys. Come on. <laughs> no, that's, that's awesome. Uh, I'll, I'll share with you guys a little bit about the foundation that we got to go and visit. Uh, the first thing that they did was they gave us a tour, and instantly these kids run to you. They are so excited for some attention and for some love. And uh, they had kids, as you can see, all the way from 20 days old, which Janelle held all the babies, and so she, she didn't she share any of the babies, and so <laughs> that's that's okay. I maybe got one. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's all right, though. But kids from 20 days old all the way up to 16, 17 years old, because once they hit uh, 17, 18, around that age, they get kicked out onto the street. Uh, that's just part of the, the rules in the Dominican, and, and they, they have to play ball by that. Uh, but a lot of time that we spent down there was, was honestly just loving on the kids and playing with them and giving them some attention. And so uh, I talked to some, uh, some ladies who are not grandmas yet, but they're hoping to be grandmas. <laughs> I said, this is the perfect mission trip for you because you just get to go down and hold babies the whole time. You get that dose of being grandma right there. And so that was, that was pretty cool uh, to see all that. 
uh, but they also had this amazing facility that, that we got to be a part of. They had this cafeteria in this wide open area where the kids down there were playing soccer. It, it seemed like all hours of the day there was a soccer oh, yeah. game going on. Uh, they, they just had this amazing place to study, uh, places to play. They even had this area for if you are new to the foundation. Uh, they don't call them orphanages down there. They call them foundations. And so if you go to the foundation down there, um, they, they have a place for you to get adapted to living in that kind of situation, how to work with the other kids and the caregivers. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a sad reality, but, but that has to be in place there. Uh, they even had exam rooms for doctors and for nurses. Uh, one of my favorite parts was getting out to go see where they actually grow food. And uh, they, they grow their own pumpkins and plantains, uh, but they also have their own livestock. They had chickens and goats and rabbits, uh, all, these, all this food and all these animals that they could raise and they could sell. It was, uh, it was pretty amazing to go and see that they're not just uh, uh, sitting there and doing nothing, but these kids are learning life skills and they're learning so much to, to succeed in life. My favorite part about that foundation, too, is they, it is a completely Christ-based center. And the director there, she's an amazing lady, but her goal is for all these kids to come and have a personal relationship with God. And so they made it their mission to kind of around the walls of the foundation is no matter which wall you're looking at or where you're at, there's a verse or something scriptural on the walls. And it is really incredible because it's in Spanish. I don't, I can kind of understand it looking at the verse. But like all these kids, no matter what they're going through, they can just look up and there's, boom, there's a verse of Christ right there. And it is truly remarkable how much they are relying on God in that foundation and encouraging these kids to get their relationship with God. Yeah, absolutely. Wherever they're looking, they're seeing that God is for them and not against them, and that they are also sons and daughters, just like we sang. Uh, one of the best times, though, like, I, I love all that stuff, what, what they're doing, but I also like to have fun, right? right? So having fun with these kids was one of the best things that we got to do. Uh, one night, we took the boys uh, to McDonald's, and they all got Big Macs, Cokes, and ice cream, and, and I think they were going to talk about that for a couple months uh, to come. They still are. They still are. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next night we took the girls out and then the smaller kids got to come as well. And, and same thing, they, they got loaded up on some McDonald's. But uh, the, the last night that we were there uh, was probably my favorite. We ended up getting 30 extra large pizzas. I don't know if you could see, but in that lower corner there's Janelle. And the pizza boxes are almost as tall as she is. And so <laughs> that's about four foot three inches worth of pizza <laughs> on, on one side. Uh, so there were 30 extra large pizzas. We had five gallons of ice cream. We had 20 liters of Coke. We had a bunch of water bottles and a partridge in a pear tree. So we had everything <laughs> that these kids could ever want. Like they, they felt so loved that someone would actually come and do something for them. Like that's not something that they get a lot of is people also thinking about them. So that was a big part of our mission down there, but, but also we took time to meet with the people at the foundation, and, and even though they are getting funded from this church in Indiana, that's a lot of the foundation side, but some of the kids themselves are not getting funding, or they're not getting loved on, and so what we did was we took time to meet with the people who are working at the foundation to find out what their needs are, and how can we help these kids not just stay here, but help these kids get noticed, help these kids get hosted, and hopefully prayerfully adopted in the future. 
right? The most difficult part, though, of these meetings was hearing some of the stories about these kids and, and what they had come out of. We had to hear these stories so that we could hopefully find the right families for them because uh, all these kids are coming out of a traumatic experience and somebody has to know what they're coming out of. Uh, some of the stories uh, that started out, I guess a majority of the stories were these kids had been sexually abused. And that was, like I said, a majority of, of the kids that are down there. Uh, there were also stories of moms who were in a prostitution ring and they couldn't take care of their kids. And so they go and they just drop their babies off and, and see you later. And they go, sadly, they, they go back to their, their job. Uh, I remember one story of, I think there were three siblings and the parents dropped them off one day or the mom dropped them off one day and said, get out of the car. I don't love you anymore. This is where you're going to live. And they just left them right at the front there, and they had nothing to go off of. And, you know, I'm a dad with, with a four-year-old daughter and a son that's going to be uh, three coming up here in April. And, and I cannot imagine somebody just muttering those words to, to kids. There's, you know, there's no pain like kid pain. When you see kids going through pain, it is something different, and it's something that wrenches on my heart. Uh, that, that stuff was, was extremely hard. But, but for me personally, the, the hardest part uh, was leaving my little buddy. His name is Eslade. And uh, there's a picture of me and him on my last day there. And uh, he was one edge of Velcro. And every time I was around, I was the other edge of Velcro. He, uh, he stuck himself to my leg the entire time I was there. But uh, that day, uh, before we left, he, he gave me a letter. And uh, my wife, who is, is very sweet, she, uh, she put it into a frame for me, something that I, I get to keep forever now. And I had no idea what the letter said because it's written in Spanish and no habla espanol. So that was difficult. But uh, one of the kids there translated it for me. And, and roughly it says something like this. It says, I love you very much and I want to go to the United States. I want to go with you and have a good time because you are a lot to me. I want you to be my partner, and God bless you with much love, and you are the best one for me. I love you so much, and God loves you. You know, if uh, international kidnapping was not such a big deal, I would have shoved him in my bag that day <laughs> and brought him home. But turns out that would have uh, that would just put him in another sticky situation. So, so we didn't we didn't do that. But but like I said, his name is Aslade. He is from uh, Haiti. And he is just full of love. And so I was blessed beyond measure. It's, it's funny. We go down there thinking that we're the ones blessing these kids. But it turns around, they're the ones blessing you. And they're the ones reminding you of the mission of Jesus Christ and what this is all about. Um, you know, the, there was a lot of stuff that the foundation was doing, that, that they are doing, that is amazing for these kids. And it's, it's kind of weird to say, but honestly, if you're, if you're going to be an orphan, which nobody wants, nobody wants that, that's the place to be one, though. I'd recommend that place. And it was really cool because I just got a message in between the services that some of the staff down there at the foundation we were at are watching our online service right now. So it's really cool. That's great. I feel bad for them, though, because I just heard that the audio hasn't been working. I know. So they'll have I got to, that, too. Yeah. So there's just a push. Don't watch church online. Come, come in person because... It's much better. They're a little far, though. <laughs> That's true. We'll just blame it on something else. It's the Internet's <laughs> fault, right? 
So, but, but again, yeah, that foundation is doing amazing things. Like you said, they're, they're first and foremost, they're teaching about Jesus Christ and his love for them. They're, they're giving them a Christian education here. They, they have their own school where they're able to pour into these kids and, and raise them up in the ways of the Lord. The, the doctors they have there, the nurses they have that are able to help with the physical and the mental stuff. This foundation is doing everything except one thing. They cannot be the parents to these kids. They are doing everything, but these kids still don't have a family. And they still don't have a home and people to love them unconditionally. I was down there and talking with a fellow. His name is Antonio. And he told me about this letter that was written uh, by one of the girls who used to be in the foundation. And she aged out. She, she got kicked out, put on the streets. And uh, she ended up writing a, a letter back to the foundation, but really back to the church. And it says this. It said, Christians, thank you so much for providing funds for clothing, food, clean water, and medicine. I am so thankful for everything that you have done for us. However, where the church has failed me is that they didn't provide a family for me. And that was hard to hear. That was very difficult. And, and I know that some of our situations, they don't allow us to adopt kids. But that's okay. Because there are still good ways for us to help these kids and to get them what they need. Right? There are many kids at this foundation who, who need sponsored. And, and how much is it roughly a month to sponsor a child? Um, roughly, we are sponsoring kids at $40 a month, and this just helps cover the needs for them to get food and medicine, a good education. It helps pay the teachers to teach them and the caretakers to help take care of them, and it gets them clothing and different medical supplies so the doctors are able to treat them and help them with different diseases and sicknesses. That's amazing. It, it also, when, when we get to sponsor, of course, uh, first thing I asked uh, Talon. So which, you got a card for him? <laughs> yeah, first thing I asked her is, like, do you have a card for a Slida? And, and sure enough, she does. So, so that one's mine. You can't have him. That's my boy. <laughs> uh, but one thing uh, that, that we get to do, and this is a lot different than other places, is we can actually write letters to these kids and they can write back. But you have the option to actually go visit your child and, and see how your money is being put uh, to good use. It's, it's really an amazing way to help out. Yeah. Our goal, especially on the missions team, is we want to get missions trips started to go back down there, and we want to help the foundation as much as we can because it's such a great foundation, but then it's like sponsored families. They're able to come with and represent Journey Church, and they're able to meet their sponsored kids, and I think it's incredible because I got to meet mine, and oh my gosh, I started crying, and I'm trying not to cry now, but... They are all such great kids, and my heart goes out to all of them, and if I could financially support it, I would sponsor each one of them myself. I'm selfish, but they're such great kids. Selfishly, yeah, I'm selflessly yeah, selfish. Yeah, you're so selfish wanting to I'm sponsor I'm so horrible. <laughs> well, today, like I said, first service sponsored 20 kids. There's only 24 left. 24 left. 24 kids left. My goal today was see Journey Church is roughly 400 people between the services, between the shift work, all of that stuff. I think it is extremely plausible to make sure that every child gets sponsored today. And that's what we want to do. And so today we have uh, the file children. Man, you guys get the whole family ministry here. They're going to come and they have these cards. And so what I want you to do is grab your neighbor's hand and do this 
because that is how you're going to get to sponsor one of these kids. So please raise your hands so that you can get some information on sponsoring a child. That little guy wants one. He raised his hand. All right. Good good job. All right. So we want to see these kids sponsored because that's actually being part in, of the mission work of Journey Church. We want kids uh, to be sponsored. We got some hands over here, uh, some hands back there. Uh, you guys, thank you so much for doing this to make sure that these kids actually get loved on and get supported, but to know that they actually have someone who they know is for them. Right? They have somebody now who they know is praying for them. They have someone now who knows that they want them to succeed in life, not to just live a life, but to have the John 10.10 life, which is to have life but have it abundantly in Jesus Christ. So we got some more hands up here, you guys, up front over here. So, oh, you're out of cards? Beautiful oh, issue. I love this. More, yeah. That's right. But these kids will now know that they have somebody praying for them and someone who is for them and wants to see them succeed in life, right? Our job as a church is to pick those little ones up and make sure that they know that they are loved, right? The Bible actually tells us that it is our job to take care of the widows and the orphans, and so it is a part of the Great Commission to take care of widows and orphans. And this is something we don't have to do, church, but it is something that we get to do. It is something we get to do for the kingdom of God. And so if you want to sponsor a kid, and believe me, you do, raise your hand, get one of those kids, or go talk to the table um, out there, the Host Orphans Worldwide table, get you a kid to sponsor, someone that you can hang their picture up on a fridge and pray for them daily. Teach your kids and your grandkids how we to pray for we those. Just we just did it? We just did it. Oh, my goodness. Praise God. That is amazing. Every one of these kids now has a sponsor. Way to be the church, Journey. This is awesome. Wow. Okay. That you need a you tissue? Yeah, you're, you're tearing up. This is amazing that we get to be a part of the life-changing work of Jesus Christ here at our home church in Gillette, Wyoming. So again, go talk to these guys. Uh, go talk to Street Sweep Ministries. Go talk to FCA. Figure out how we can all be a part of the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. Uh, before we go, let's pray for these guys and bless them and, and just thank them for what they're doing. Father, I thank you so much for what you are doing in your name, in the name of Jesus Christ to be the hands and feet. Lord, that you have raised up missionaries like Allie and like Joe and like the File family to go out and to spread your word and to love these kids and to take care of the widows and the orphans and to take care of those who don't know your great love yet. God, I pray today that I, I'm just blown away that you got every kid sponsored, Lord. We are so thankful that every one of these kids is now gonna have somebody who is constantly praying for them, who, is, who they know is for them and not against them. Lord, your prophet Isaiah said, here I am, Lord, send me. And those words are so amazing, God. And you have done that. You have placed that work and that calling upon these people. And we are so grateful for that. God, remind us to pray for them. Remind us to not just have a Sunday morning hour service, but to go out and to be the church and to see lives changed for the glory of you. God, be with them. Give them peace and help us to be right there for them as they go out into the world and onto the next mission. Lord, thank you for what you are doing. 
you are obviously moving, and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, amen. Go in peace, you guys. You guys are amazing. Way to go sponsoring these kids. God bless you, and we'll see you next time. Hey, thanks so much for checking out that message from Journey Church. We pray that it inspired you to trust the Lord, to treasure people, and to transform our world with the saving gospel message of Jesus Christ. If God is leading you to give to this ministry, be sure to head over to journeychurchgillette.com and hit the give icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Your generous contributions allow us to continue making content like this week after week. So thank you for your generosity so that we can keep spreading the message of Jesus Christ all over the internet. Hey, God bless you guys, and thanks for listening to this message.